Business Voyager Radio. Self-development radio for the open mind. Interviews with leading edge authors and speakers. Psychic phenomena and the unexplained. UFOs. Extraterrestrial encounters. Government cover-ups. Alternative healthcare. New technologies. And now, Bruce Stephen Holmes for Timeless Voyager Radio. It's Timeless Voyager Radio. My name is Bruce Stephen Holmes, and my guest is Robert Shapiro. Welcome to the show, Robert. Greetings. How are you doing this morning? Oh, not too bad. Getting over cold, like probably uh-huh. half the rest of your audience. Yeah. Uh, Robert, tell me, uh, and, and my listeners, too, um, about yourself just a little bit, because you've been on a few times, but I think it's good to uh, tell it to people who may have just tuned in for the first time. Well, I, um, I started channeling in um, Los Angeles maybe 17, 18 years ago and after a long period of training. And uh, I was originally known for channeling about ETs and so on, but once I started channeling Zosh and other beings like Speaks of Many Truths, they, they started broadening the horizons of what I was channeling. So now the material covers a wider range. So that's, that's good. Now, bit. for our listeners, uh, you used the term Zosh. Who is Zosh for them? Zosh describes himself as the end time historian, which does not mean the end of the world, but it does mean the end of time as we have known it. Sort of the guy that's going to help us get to the next sequence. Now, when people hear the term channel, people have different ideas about what that means. Why don't you explain your experience to them, and that will at least explain what you are doing, or at least what you understand you do? Well, from what I understand is that I step out of my body and allow energies of beauty to come into me. They have to have proved to me in the past that they are, you know, heart-centered and love-centered and appreciate, you know, the appreciate the God center in us all. And therefore, um, I feel confident that they will not only treat my body correctly, but will deliver information and energy that is worthy of the listener. Now, many people who are religious in nature, uh, let's say, uh, let's make a difference between ritualistic uh, religions and spiritual religions and so on and so forth. Uh, Many people feel that uh, channeling is demonic. What is your uh, uh, spin on that? I don't think that many people feel that way. I know that some people do because that's where their religion or philosophy is oriented. And that's, you know, I think it's fine them to believe it because that's what their religion believes and they'd be doing a disservice to their religion if they said anything else but from my perspective I don't channel dead people okay and I can understand if they think that channels channel dead people that that it might not be of the highest caliber but in my experience I don't channel anybody or anything that doesn't feel good to me but if it feels good, and by good I mean that it has a loving heart center, that it respects and honors the God in all beings, then I feel that it is worthy. All right, that's a, that's a good explanation, and I appreciate that. 
If you just tuned in, Robert Shapiro is my guest, and we are going to talk uh, with Zosh, I presume. Will we do that? I expect so. Good. <laughs> uh, I just want to mention that the uh, most recent issue of Sedona Journal of uh, Emergence, Sedona Magazine Journal of Emergence, I still have the, the title wrong, don't I? Uh, Sedona Journal of Emergence, that's right. That's right. Okay, good. Um, there's an interesting page in the beginning where you give out some very, very beautiful instructions about uh, how we should uh, live. Would you like to just summarize a few of those or some nice points there? Well, this is really more along the line of Zosh. I, I don't claim to speak Zosh, actually, but what I do is that um, I would rather let Zosh do that, but I will just say one thing, and that is that Zosh has recently suggested that it would be of great value if people would let go of cynicism because he says cynicism enslaves us to the worst possible whatever and he says that even though it will take a struggle especially for people who are living under a strain such as in big cities that letting go of cynicism will not only reduce the influence of those who would like to keep us down and keep us disempowered but it will also create a potential empowerment for us because it basically put out energetically that we believe that things could change for the better and it's not a thought it's really more of a of a feeling and in my experience feelings have the true power all right, well, with that, uh, I know you need uh, a few moments to prepare, so why don't you prepare to bring Zosh through, and what I will do is I'll just talk to my listeners for a few moments, and then uh, let me know when uh, Zosh is in there. I'll just speak with him when he's ready. Uh, generally, what there is is a little process for those of you who uh, have never heard a channel before, and the process is uh, d different depending on who it is and what they're doing, but generally there's a little bit of a breathing change and uh, there's a merging or, uh, or uh, as, as uh, Robert explained, kind of a stepping aside for him and then emerging with the uh, um, entity or, or feeling or whatever that's perceived by. All right. Zosh speaking. Great. I'm very familiar with uh, your material. Zosh, I started out by asking Robert, so I will ask you, the... The uh, that first page has some beautiful, beautiful material in it, and I would like you to maybe just uh, uh, give a little bit of an idea to our listeners about some of these uh, points that you brought up. Well, I'd say this, since I always speak to the exact moment. I hope you do not feel I'm dodging the point, but can I speak to the exact moment here? Of course, at the moment? of course. I'd like to say this: you will be surrounded even by individuals that you love and respect in the coming days that will encourage you, not intentionally, and oftentimes not even consciously, will encourage you to believe the worst about other people and to believe that you are powerless. Know this. Not only are you powerful, but I'm going to give you homework to prove just how powerful you are. Now, here's your homework. I'd like you to make a little list. It's not a big thing, but the list says at the very top of it, what are the qualities I need in my life 
right now that will support and sustain a better life for me. Then you write down what kind of a house you'd like to live in, write down what kind of a job you'd like to have or what you'd like to be doing in your job, write down how much money you'd like to be making, write down all of the qualities you need, especially those that you feel you do not have or do not have completely. Now remember, don't write down what you don't want. Write down what you do want, and if there's something you want to get rid of in your life, write it in the positive, meaning that uh, figure out its opposite and say that you want uh, more of that. Now I'm going to tell you why that's empowering. If you just write it and put it aside, it doesn't do much. You have to write it and then read it out loud every day. And I'm going to encourage you to read it out loud every day for 60 days. That's how much I believe in your capacity to do it, not just to talk about it. Now, if you want to read it out loud past that point, that's all right. But every time you go to read it out loud, if it's not quite right, then feel free to make changes in it. Eventually, at the end of that 60 days, you're going to find an interesting fact. And that is that not only have you changed many things, but many things in your life will have changed. This simple act that involves, yes, your mental power, but more importantly, your physical and your emotional power, will allow your life to change. And it'll be fun. Now, excuse me, my friend, Bruce, but uh, I have preferred to give this homework because your audience represents, uh, how can we say, a force to be reckoned with. And when they do homework such as this, they can not only improve their lives, but even by being their best light selves and gold light selves at that, they can change the lives of everyone for the better, though they might never know whom they have affected to the better. It will happen. All right, it will not happen as a crack of thunder from the skies or by some magical force unseen. No, it will be by your own hands. All right, let's talk about this list then for a second, and we'll go over it. The, the top of the list, you said, what are the qualities that I need in my life right now that sustain, what was it, sustain what part? That will sustain and improve my life. Okay, so that's the that's top enough. of the list. The main thing is that you can, even after that, you can write it under different headings. Mm -hmm. You know, my home, my career, etc. You pick out the headings that are, are right for you and then say, I need this now, and write the following, see? And so, I think it will, when you read it, see, this is how it empowers you. I'm going to give you the mechanics of it as well. Good. The way it empowers you is that if, after you've read it, every time, out loud, you feel good. I don't mean it just thinks good. I mean you physically feel good. Then you will know that your body, all right, which is your physical self, your emotions, which is the direct connection energetically to your God self, that your mind, which is your means of understanding your world, and that your spirit are cooperating entirely in this creation. You see, the most difficult 
way to obtain things or qualities in your life that you need is because some part of you is resisting for some reason. But this is not only by way of giving yourself permission. It is by way of asking for it in your physical world. That is why you must read it out loud. And if it doesn't feel good, then change the way it reads. Because every day you change and evolve a little bit. So uh, you might need to change the way it reads and make sure it feels good. When it feels good, you'll go right through that list and it'll feel terrific. And it will help to bring those things about. You'll see. I like that a lot, and I appreciate you uh, starting out with that because that's very important. It's very empowering for people. And I think what, what all of us need to understand, and I know you'll comment on that, is our relationship with each other. It's really true, you know. Of course, when people live in bigger cities and even areas that are close to big cities, there is a need to be, how can we say, a little bit on survival. And this is what I call instinct. And yet... If you can begin to practice with your instincts, your what I call instinctual body, then you will be able to discover what is for you and what is for others. What is good, what is not so good. Can I give a little more homework in this? We started this Absolutely. last time. Yeah, please do. Let's give a little more homework. Last time I recommended that you learn how to bring up the warmth in your chest and to recapitulate briefly this is a physical warmth that you feel you become physically aware of your chest or solar plexus area and you try to either generate or notice the physical warmth that you feel in there and when you can feel that that is your true sense of physically spiritually emotionally and yes even mentally that is how it feels to love yourself so this takes loving yourself beyond the thought, you understand. Now, let's see how to apply that. Next step on the homework line. I'd like those of you who can feel that warmth to practice feeling it at least five minutes a day or more, as much as you like, but at least five minutes a day. That way you keep sharp at it. And uh, this is what to do. I want you to start with something innocuous, meaning not uh, major. If you like to go to the movies, if you like to watch television, if you want to go see a different friend, if you want to go to the beach, you want to go to the mountains, either make a list of what it is that you might find appealing, or in the case of going to the movies, you open the paper to the movie section, and I'll use that for my example. Take either your right hand or your left hand, and use, all right, Use your first and second fingers, not your thumb, but your first and second fingers. And the rest of the, the fingers sort of fold them over a bit so it looks a bit like the Boy Scout salute, all right, or what the kids used to call the peace sign. But I don't want your fingers to be uh, stuck to your palm, all right? I want them to be loose, and I want your, your thumb to be fairly loose, but folded in somewhat, all right? Then... We're going to bring those two fingers that we have the jutted out from there, your first and second finger. We're going to bring them down and use them as a pointer. These fingers in your hand in this capacity is what I refer to as the wand. Always remember this because uh, 
you will never be too far from your magic wand. And it's really magical in its own way. Now, put your uh, fingers up above or near the paper where the movies are and just say out loud, what is the best movie for me to go to today or tonight? And move your hand very slowly down. All right? Down the movies. And up and down the page until you feel the greatest warmth see, in your chest or solar plexus. This is a form of instinctual training applied to the practical world. And I will give more. But uh, the reason I'm suggesting this is that there may be various reasons to go to the movie. Uh, obviously, seeing the picture, possibly meeting someone, possibly even understanding something. But uh, for the sake of, uh, of your beneficial experience, you could change the statement to say, what would be the most enjoyable experience and the best movie for me to see tonight? Okay, that way we take out heavy lessons, okay? And uh, you just move down the page, and when you find the greatest warmth in your chest or solar plexus, that's the movie to go to. Now, I'm going to give you extra credit homework on top of that for those of you who've been following this homework. And that's this. Once you've had some, how can we say, innocent experiences using your hand as a wand, then this is what I'd like you to do. All right? And that's that, again, we want to keep the work innocent because this is very advanced work. We don't want you to get into any harm, and we don't want you to make your decisions based only upon this. However, we want you to support. We want to support your decision-making process with this. Now, say you're going to drive to work, going to go to the beach, going to go to the mountains, whatever. Just uh, take your hand when you get out to the car, you know the route you usually take. And for the first turn or the first direction, when you get out of your yard or garage or what have you and get your car out on the street, just when you're ready to get it out on the street, or if it's parked on the street, even just point your hand in the direction that you would normally go to get to where you're going. If you have warmth, then proceed along that route. All right? If at any time you notice a sudden tightness, change your route. All right? Or, or wait. Pull over and wait. So the, obviously this is an exercise to do when you are not urgently needed somewhere. You have time or you leave an hour early for work, what have you. The main thing is, is that I want you to begin to apply this means of old instinctual power that were used by your ancestors, not only in the past of this planet, but uh, used on planets all over the universe, in which to find yourself, in which to find others, in which to perhaps find the safest and best route for you. And... Uh, don't make your decisions based solely upon this, but to begin. The best way to begin, of course, is on a day off. Pay attention to your driving, and if you wish, have somebody else drive, in which case you can pay your full-time attention to this, pointing your hand ahead. This is what I recommend. So you're teaching a very, very important aspect of self-empowerment, which is beyond the mind and now into the intuition areas. It's really true, because... In the old days, a man could be lost in nature or even could be uh, have had a knock on the head and can't see things clearly. 
How does that man find his way home to his people or to water or to shelter or to food? How does he know if he cannot see clearly what is safe to eat? If he is a man of spirit, a man of feeling, a woman, he or she will be able to use their physical feelings to know. This is what the animals use. This is how deer find water when they know not where it is. It is not just smell. It is a feeling. Remember that the advanced beings, many of whom you wish to meet and hope to meet, and they advance, by the way, not just in their technology, but uh, sometimes even in their philosophies, all make their decisions based on this. It is ultimately your purpose as a people, as a combined group soul on this planet. It is ultimately your purpose to teach, not to follow, but you learn about following and all of its good things and all of its not-so-good things so that when you do teach, which is a form of guiding, not really leading, you will not fall into the pitfalls that can come accidentally and sometimes on purpose with leading and that you will be compassionate and caring and know when to do what with whom. Zosh, you've given us some very interesting homework, and we, I really appreciate it. And I don't know if you have some more comments about the work you've given us, but if you do, feel free to continue. I would simply say this. In the times in which you're living, you have an opportunity to do something that you have not had many of you even just a few years ago. And that is that you have an opportunity to apply your wisdom. This is the time of the sifting in which you must move past that which seems to be valid because it is logical or it makes sense. And yet, it is a time of application now where you have the opportunity to see what actually works in your life on a day-to-day -day basis and how it needs to be modified because of the passage of time or the change of your own experience. So the only thing I want to say now is that since you are in this time, whether you are conscious of it or not, it is very empowering if you can take note of what is working for you and take note of what is not working for you and you'll know that something is working for you because it feels good and it works good in your life. If it's not working for you, it doesn't mean that it is bad or evil. It just means that it could very easily mean that it is meant for somebody else and it will work for them. But uh, you take note of what works for you and do more of that. That Understand? seems like a very yeah. That seems like a very uh, simple and pragmatic way. Understand this. You are all from the same source. Every one of you. There are no exceptions. And even though you do not always recognize each other, sometimes you uh, feel as if you're looking at your worst enemy, even if it is somebody you truly love, but you are just angry in that moment. Understand this. You have had many lives together, all of you, over and over again. And now this is a life in which you are empowered to change. 
and the change and growth that you have in this life will affect not only the future, but yes, the past. The past can be changed. I know. You say, this is not true, Zosh, but think about it. Even on the mental level, you change the past all the time according to the way you remember things. I can assure you, your mind works that way to remind you that the past can truly be changed. So understand as you grow, as you come to understand that your reality is a result of your practices in life, and that other people do not really control you. Oh, they might at times be able to tell you what to do and where to go and how to sit and how to stand if you're in the service or in prison. But, on the other hand, for those of you who are in the prison of the mind or are in somebody else's regimen, which may be perfectly good for them but not necessarily so good for you, understand this. This is a time when you can make rapid change that will help you, that will be right for you, that will be heart-centered and loving for you. And when you are doing what is the most loving and warmth-causing within your chest, remember that love is how you feel, not just a thought. When you are doing that, you will be doing the best thing not only for yourself, but for those around you. Because I assure you that uh, whether people are conscious mentally of it or not, everyone will know on some level if they are with people that are serving a master that is not of their own kind. Meaning, if you are serving a thought or you are enslaved to a leader who is not interested in your greater good or the greater good of his or her community, you are really enslaved and giving your power away when you can change. Know that no one can control your mind, and certainly no one can control your feelings. Focus into your good feelings, into that warmth in your chest every day. The more you do this, the more you will feel better, the more it will naturally radiate. You don't even have to radiate this love. It just naturally radiates. And since heat also naturally radiates, there's a second level of it as well. So just know that if you can do that every day, you will improve the quality of your life and possibly even the quality of those around you and their lives. It seems like very, very good information. And, and uh, in these times when we are inundated by mind control techniques, which are always purporting to tell us what we should and shouldn't do, you're suggesting that there is another way for us to live, and this is the intuitive way. It's really true, and I'm, I'm drawing it to something that has physical evidence. It is not an accident that your mind constantly and restlessly searches for physical evidence what you call proof, that warmth in your chest, is the second level of what your heart does. Oh, yes, your heart pumps your blood. It is a worthy servant. And yet, that warmth is true love. That warmth has to do, yes, with your love. It has to do, yes, with the greater creator's love as it shines through you. And know that since creator gives you this at all times, it is 
one thing to be given something and quite another to actually utilize it. Your father might have given you a bicycle once upon a time, and yet it took time to get to use it. And maybe you never got it quite right. No, no. When Creator grants you some privilege, such as uh, the constant outpouring of its love, then Creator does not say, oh, you must ride the bicycle. Creator does not say, you must use my love. Creator just says to itself and uh, subconsciously to you, it is here, use it if you wish. It is granted that you will have it forever. So there's no intrusion from the true creator, is there? That's true. And the creator wants you to create on your own, your own best world. And equally, since creator knows you are here to grow, creator is not ruthless. Creator does not say, love or be sorry. <laughs> But rather, Creator simply says, here is love. You can think it. You can feel it. You can act from it. You can act for it. And it is up to you. So the distinction here between what you are saying right now and what we hear in many uh, religions, I think, or at least what I'm understanding here, is that the uh, religions seem to have more of a conditional aspect to love, and you're speaking about an unconditional aspect. Well, let's just say that uh, many of the religions are set up the way they are because when they were originally set up, at least at the root religion, the religions were trying to uh, make society more orderly and try to reduce the chaos in society. So. Many of the religions were set up that way for a good cause, but I am simply saying that now, in these days, it would be worthy to have a personal relationship with your Creator. Don't, you don't have to abandon your religion, but add to it your personal connection with Creator, which is that love. If you don't feel it right away, it's okay. Practice. Cross your arms over your chest or your hands. Try to uh, have as little distraction as possible. Center in there. Feel yourself inside that part of your body. Generate or look for that warmth. And when you feel it, go into it and feel it as much as possible. In this way, you will be acknowledging the love of Creator and embracing Creator. This is as close as you can get at this time. When you are conscious and awake, it is as close as you can get to receiving the arms of Creator around you and being held and loved by Creator. It is one thing to be the object of love. It is quite another to embrace it, to enjoy it, to respond to it, and, because love and heat naturally radiate, to pass it on to others who are a portion of Creator as well. In case uh, you have been listening but don't know what you've been listening to, uh, first of all, you're listening to Timeless Voyager Radio. My name is Bruce Stephen Holmes. I'm kind of taking a back seat today to our guest. Uh, our guest is a channel who is bringing through very interesting and very important knowledge. The voice you are listening to right now is being operated by <laughs> Zosh, um, and it's through the... Uh, 
physical body of Robert Shapiro. A lot of people find that confusing. Maybe I don't know. I don't know if I said it correctly, but I think that was pretty good. Um, Zosh, before we run out of time, and we're not that close, but I want to just uh, start uh, wrapping up the show. You always like to leave listeners with something. Uh, at this point, you've left us with a lot. But uh, I want to give you a chance to perhaps uh, wrap up your work today. I've given you all a lot of homework today. I don't expect you to do it all at once or even all of it. It is there for you to use to empower yourself if you choose. Know this, however. This time you are living in now and for the next several years is a time not when you will be tested and burdened by Creator. It is a time in which the door, which swings both ways, I might add, is much more oiled in its hinges. And if you can take steps to empower yourself in this love, as I've discussed, and in applied, good, benevolent ways of being for yourself and others, you will walk right through the door that says, I can do it. If, on the other hand, you do not feel it's the right time, you will not be judged by Creator, by me, by any spirit being. But you will, in time, have the opportunity to do it all again. Do know this. The intention for your being here on Earth now, in this time, has to do with not only higher consciousness, but it has to do with growth, not only for you as a personality, and I might add as an immortal personality, but also it has to do ultimately with the growth of all beings in the universe. I cannot even count to the number. It is beyond your number system. The beings who are watching from afar to see is it really possible that such stress and uh, sometimes true discomfort could lead to something valuable? They have been holding their societies unnaturally in a position of uh, sustained balance. But sometimes, as you all know, certainly all of you parents out there who have children, Sometimes the child just has to be out of balance for a moment in order to grow. Sometimes they have to have the benefit of being able to make mistakes so they can learn from their errors. You've all done it. Your up-and-coming generations will do it. Pay attention to how you learn these days. And remember, ultimately, the Creator, myself, and all other benevolent spirits are all rooting for you, and we know that even though you might not always understand it clearly mentally, you are doing so much here for the betterment of all beings. Thank you so much, Zosh. I really appreciate you being with us today, and I hope that we can have you back again. Thank you, and good life. Robert, thanks so much for being with us. You bet. We'll talk soon. Thank you.